Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. There's a name that every Baptist should know, and a story that every American ought to be familiar with, and that is the name and the story of Obadiah Holmes. The experiences of Obadiah Holmes paint a picture that illustrates numerous important yet forgotten factors in American history, Christian history, and Baptist history. Obadiah Holmes was born in northern England around 1607 as one of nine children. His family attended a church that had Puritan leanings. One of the unscriptural traditions that even the Puritans still embraced was the baptizing of infants. So, in March of 1610, Obadiah Holmes was baptized in an Anglican chapel. In his youth, he was angry and rebellious, and he rejected his parents' religious ways. Then, in his 20s, Obadiah struggled through a prolonged spiritual crisis, trying everything from fervent prayer and Bible reading to changing his sinful ways in order to find peace in his soul. His mother's illness and death in 1630 made him realize what heartaches his wickedness had brought to his parents. But even though he confessed his rebellion to his dying mother, the peace he sought still eluded him. Two months after his mother's death, Obadiah was married to his wife Catherine. Obadiah and Catherine Holmes moved to America in the Great Migration, arriving in Boston Harbor in 1638. They settled first in Salem, Massachusetts, and five years later, they moved to Rehoboth, Massachusetts. In both places, they joined the town church, and as each of their children was born, they brought them for baptism. But also in each of those places, the cantankerous Obadiah found himself getting into significant conflicts with fellow church members, because Obadiah had still not yet been born again, which means he still did not possess the new nature, nor was he indwelt by the Spirit of God. But that all changed in the late 1640s when Obadiah Holmes finally understood what it meant to be saved by grace through faith, and he believed on Jesus for salvation. After he was saved, someone showed him from the Bible something he had never heard before, that the first step of obedience after getting saved, and that the doorway to joining a local church, was to be baptized by immersion. So Obadiah Holmes was baptized. This put an end to his inner spiritual turmoil, but it also put him at odds with the Puritan State Church. In June of 1650, Obadiah Holmes and eight others were ordered to appear before the court of Plymouth Colony on charges of refusing to comply with the established church, and they were ultimately banished from Plymouth Colony. They moved their families to Newport, Rhode Island, where they met John Clark, and they joined his Baptist church. One year later, John Clark, Obadiah Holmes, and a fellow Baptist named John Crandall were invited by a blind man named William Witter in Lynn, Massachusetts, to pay him a visit. William Witter was also an outspoken Baptist, who had been forced to appear before the court repeatedly for his beliefs. On July 19, 1651, the three men arrived at William Witter's house, and they had a church service there. Some of Witter's neighbors received Christ, and John Clark baptized them. Then, they all shared the Lord's Supper together. The next day, 
July 20th, as they were holding a church service again, two officers burst in and interrupted John Clark's sermon, stating that they had a warrant for the arrest of John Clark, Obadiah Holmes, and John Crandall. The three men were imprisoned in Boston, and after appearing before the judge, John Clark was fined 20 pounds, Obadiah Holmes was fined 30 pounds, and John Crandall, 5 pounds. If any of them did not pay, they would be whipped. Someone anonymously paid John Clark's fine, and John Crandall was released on his promise to appear at a later date. Obadiah Holmes was sentenced to receive 30 lashes, one for each pound that he owed. He was put in prison for five weeks. Then, on September 5, 1651, Obadiah Holmes was taken to the public square in Boston, just a few feet away from where the Boston Massacre would occur over a century later. And with a large crowd assembled, they prepared him to be lashed 30 times with a three-cord whip. Obadiah Holmes asked the magistrate, I beseech you, give me leave to speak a few words. Seeing I am to seal what I hold with my blood, I desire to give an account of the faith and order which I hold. The magistrate denied Obadiah's request and said, Executor, do thine office. The executor tore off Obadiah's shirt and began to fiercely strike his back with the whip. Holmes prayed as the whipping began. He wrote later, I've never had such a manifestation of God's presence. The whipping of Obadiah Holmes for his faith aroused the sympathy of leaders around the world and ultimately secured leniency for the Baptists in many places. Holmes would become the next pastor of John Clark's church in Newport. He died in 1682, and he's buried in Middletown, Rhode Island. Obadiah Holmes' great-great-great-great-great-grandson was President Abraham Lincoln. Christian, your freedom to worship God has been provided by courageous people who stood for their faith. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you.